don't make it matter. Got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you only only a part of this when you choose? Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. I'm your host and coach of the Terrace Crew, Matt Ricks. Round two is in the books, and for some, it was a treacherous round. And when I first say for some, I mean me. A terrible score of 887 has seen me slid down the ranks to 31k, questioning my basic existence in this game. How do I go on this season? Well, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and claw back some motivation tonight on the pod with the boys. It wasn't it wasn't such a bad week for everyone on the pod. Uh, our two guests tonight, we got the A team back in. I know we say that every week, but we got we got the A team back in tonight, all the way from London. Coach of the Casabonitas, it's round uh, 2014 second place. Second place, third place overall finisher, two-time top 100 finisher, Danny Boy Ricks. Danny, welcome to the Pod Pod. Yeah, thank you, Matty. Uh, I miss missed out. I mean, I was I liked the pod last week with uh, with Tubes running the show. I was I had a few things to say, but couldn't be on. I was I was in Sicily uh, on on a holiday on a break, and uh, really reminiscent of the 2014 se- season because at the uh, at the same time. I went to went to Italy during that period, and I think it was the week that uh, uh, Des uh, I brought in Damian Cook, and Des dropped him for Michael Ennis at halfback. So had some had some bad flashbacks while I was there, it but Dez? it was who was it then? Des Hasler, Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it right. was. Who were you thinking uh, of? Des, 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 the, 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 I thought he met the winner in 2020. Like he, no, he was no. just, he was mixing up. Who'd you lose to? Volk? Volk I wanted, yeah, Von Kotz. David Von Kotz. Kotz. Von Kotz. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was good to watch over there anyway. And, um, I, I mean, in, in terms of how I'm going at Supercoach, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it actually. Top 10,000. And I feel like a lot of my team has kind of been hitting their floors. So, I'm really, really happy with my team structure and, and just waiting for it to explode. So, yeah, looking forward to today talking about it. A little birdie tells me you got pretty lucky with your trades though. Yeah, yeah, I got very lucky. I had I had Ponga penciled in uh, for Munster replacement. I was going to bring in Ponga and I was doing this little little uh, gun flipping around the bias. So I was actually going to – I was planning to trade out Turbo last week and then bring him back in this week. But when Preston got named on the bench – I thought, oh, he he might do all right here with name with to start. Minutes. Name to start. Name, sorry, yeah, yeah. Name to start. I thought he might do all right, so I I got rid of Pong. I brought back in Turbo, saved the trade, and Preston got over for a meat pie really early. So that was I was just absolutely cheering. Uh, and I I knew you were re- you were really relying on Ponga last week, Maddie. So I was I was I wasn't cheering so much, but I was very glad I didn't bring him in. Yeah, it was not much of a day for Ponga owners. Uh, Tubes, you already you already sort of came in on some conversation early there, but nice to have you back on the pod. Yeah, uh, don't need to wait for you to introduce me to get stuck into Dan and. Uh, <laughs> what about it was in Sicily? Incorrect, incorrectly correcting him. What about Sicily? Real man of the people. Yeah, little little sojourn over to Sicily mid mid midweek <laughs> over there. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a, just a little holiday, just popping over on your private plane or whatever you you got going on. Um, Chips, how'd yeah, you go no, on the weekend? I went all right. Well, I got nine sixty nine, uh, so not not 
not great, not too bad. I think I'm 13,000th or something like that overall. Um, but I more wanted to – I think you said at the start, Matt, that you were questioning your existence. And I just want to <laughs> I just want to emphasise to the people out there, he genuinely was questioning his, his existence. I think we have a WhatsApp group going <laughs> and I, I wrote something on Saturday Arvo during that Roosters <laughs> game where I, I just wrote, oh, S. Walker stole that try from Teddy, ha, ha. And a very swift reply came back saying, don't laugh. It's not funny, Dom. <laughs> it's not funny. Bloody Teddy, like you were you were It wasn't funny. It, I mean, it was it was a little bit funny. Um, but it there, there was a genuine and then and then the best was about three hours later you come back, oh lots of messages. I just had to take a break from watching the footy after after that Roosters game. So Genuine questioning of existence, but for I think a lot of super coaches can can relate during that game and on the weekend. The mental health side of super coach is real. Like, I mean, I've had some pretty serious wages on NRL, and I've never really felt like that on a Saturday while I'm watching the game. <laughs> when Teddy dropped the ball with the line wide open, and then when Suwali decided it would be better to have a go himself and not pass it to yeah. him. Like Teddy could have had 150 so easy. It was just, and then Cheese had gone, not coming back on. Daniel Tupu couldn't wouldn't get the ball because also Suwali doesn't like passing. It's pretty evident now. Wish I'd thought of that in preseason. But anyway, <laughs> it was a, it was it wasn't much of a day. And honestly, by the time Ponga came around on Sunday, I was all, like I was kind of all right with. It. I was like, that weekend's a write off. I'm not even bothering worrying about this. So anyway, anyway, um. In terms of the group prize, so we've obviously got a great prize. Uh, get in the group. Uh, it's a game of golf at the Lakes and uh, Chairman's Lounge at Randwick Racecourse. Uh, huge prize again. Best in Supercoach, I think, that's not cash. Um, the way that you win that is by winning our group, uh, and the group code is 890189. 890189. We've got over 150 players in that group now, and – we're going to give it to the end of round four. So you've got two weeks. Um, I'm going to close it at the start of round five. And everyone who's in the group there will be eligible for the prize. So if you've had a good start and you want to hop in, go for it. Um, we welcome all comers. Now, speaking of the prize, we've got a very special guest tonight. Um, it's the winner of the 2022 uh, Pod Pod overall group prize um, and coach of Pink Sox, Jared. Jared, welcome to the Pod Pod. Thanks, boys. Uh, it's good to be here. It's um, been a bit of a wait, so I'm glad to be on. Um, and obviously, Jared, we met a couple of weeks ago. Um, how did you find the weekend overall? And, yeah, did you have a good time, <laughs> first of all? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was it was amazing, actually. Um, some of the experiences that we had there, I don't think I'll – I probably won't do that again. Um I think it was a bit of a run and joke with the pod father. Um, <laughs> it was a country boy in the city. Um, he really he, latched onto that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he liked that when I brought that up for the first time. Um, <laughs> yeah, just forgetting the tie and the belt and whatnot and yeah, just <laughs> doing those country things, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, and uh, and how uh, how did you find the company? Was it was it uh, kind of what you're expecting and? And, uh, yeah, no, yeah, 
Yeah, good. Um, I well, every time I go to the races or golf or whatnot like that, it's usually I get on the piss, um, have a few <laughs> few drinks and whatnot. So when the boys said that they don't drink as much now, um, <laughs> I was a bit like, oh, here we go. Like it's going to be a bit more tame than usual. Um, okay, it was it was awesome. Um, it, yeah, it's just just a great experience, I suppose. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. And um, and how's your Super Coach season started for twenty twenty three? Uh, not as not as good as last year, or as good as I, what I wanted to. Um, I think I'm sitting mid thirty thousand now, so not the worst. Um, could be set up all right. Um, hopefully, make a few trades this week and next, and get it back on. What did you come overall last year? So you won our group prize, but what's your what? Yeah, what what yeah. did you come finish up last year? Last year, I finished up in fifty second. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, so- my best ever. Nice. Yeah. The um feels a long way away right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did look at yeah. the rankings though. It doesn't doesn't take too much to catch up after two weeks. So um, no, exactly. No, I, I, exactly I, was, right. I saw. I was I was having a review of a few teams at the top, and probably like most years, like there's some random random teams up there, but there's a lot of lot of pod teams as well. And I think we were talking before the pod. The majority of us are pretty happy with our sides. Um, it just kind of hasn't come together with the with the points. So I think you can probably be a bit lower down the ranks right now, um, as long as you've got a solid team. I think I think that's the that's the major thing. So I wouldn't be looking to explode your team with pods, uh, at least for another few rounds anyway. Yeah, I think that's a really important mes- message. It's not the week to be going crazy. I completely agree, Dan. Um, it's it's a really you really just want to concentrate on getting your team set up as best you can now. Um, there's some this this week is I don't think I've ever seen a week like this with so many targets and so many options to trade out of your side as well. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm fully on board with this. But um, yeah, it's good to have you on board, Jared. And hopefully, yeah, you can bring a bit of quality to the pod. God knows we desperately need it. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's get into a Queenstown review. So. Uh, Tubes, how do we uh, how do we crack on this week? Can I just say before we go into the Queenstown, you've been extremely kind to me. I, I was really worried about my golfing prowess of the weekend being uh, being ripped into, but Jared's you know got left it left it silent, so um, I'm happy to move on. So, but I just thought I'd, I just thought I'd mention it. Matt and Matt and Jared played me and the pod father in golf. Uh, in a bit of a Queenstown style bet uh, when we we're at the lakes, and uh, I my first shot went about three meters ahead of me, and it didn't get better basically for the next fifteen holes. So, uh, needless to say, Jared and Matt won the won the round pretty pretty comfortably. The Podfather couldn't do much to to hold us up. It might not have been the worst round the lakes has ever seen, but it'd be close to the podium. I think it was like it was well and truly the worst ground the lakes has ever seen. Like, it, it, yeah, the front you're being kind, was, Jared. You're being yeah. very kind. Um, anyway, the Queenstown bet. So yeah, we've I included Chris and and Jono here, regular uh, uh, guests now for for this season, and. Uh, yeah, C-Mac Shark Attacks has had an absolute blinder. Uh, even carrying the Ponga Zero, he's still managed to have 1,076. Wow. And What a score. Um, yeah, he was in for like obviously more than 1,100 if Ponga just goes to his average. Um, 
Yeah, so he got a thousand and seventy six. I can't remember what's he coming overall, Dan. Like in, he's in the five hundreds, isn't he? He's four four hundred eighty one. So uh, and he's he's set up very well. I was just just reviewing his side before. He's he's got he's got a very strong side. So you know, I think I think he didn't he doesn't have to make too many trades as well this week. He'll probably bring in a few cheapies just to kind of strengthen up that cash. But yeah, he's he's doing very well. So yeah, a little bit jealous. Um, so they, he's got a thousand and seventy six. Dan's one for between Matt and Dan. Obviously, uh, Matt didn't do too well. He got a nine eighty seven, and I've topped us with nine sixty nine. So only two two rounds in. Uh, Chris and Jono are leading. Given uh, Chris is currently top five hundred, no surprises there. Uh, and and uh, us, uh, our, uh, myself, and the Podfather are only two points ahead of you two rabbits. So it's it's all pretty close still. Um, uh, in the Queensland bet for the year. Early days. Very early, early days. days. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. All right, let's get into this week's games. First game, Thursday night, uh, Brookvale Oval or uh, Four Pines, Four Pines Park up there in, in Manly. Um, Manly versus Parramatta. Now, Dan, there's only one place to start here, and it's Jermaine Hopgod. What a beast. Only that he's topping the base plus power average by 15, coming in at 91.5 base points plus power, like attack, you know, that's like including offloads and tackle breaks. Um, it's just unheard of. I don't know. I don't know. He can't sustain that, surely. Uh Two try assists as well. That's that's inflated this you know these huge scores. But he just looks unstoppable. I think we said start of the year like everyone should have him. I mean, if you don't have him, just like there's there's no more important trade to bring in. Just just bring him in, please. Give up? Nah, it's that's that's give up territory. Um, he's and he's a captain option as well. Yeah, which is incredible to say. <laughs> He's solid, solid, solid captain option. Uh, I think you probably saw his, maybe saw his ceiling on the weekend. I think 120, two tries. This uh, he came, he came off, he came off as well. So um, I don't know if you'd expect him playing all uh, all 80 minutes every week. Uh, Tubes, um, there's a couple of cheap second rowers who are relevant here. Um, one, do you own any? And two, um, do you have your eye on any? Uh, Matt Dory. And Bryce Cartwright, both 234k, um, both come with a bigger bit of baggage. Um, what's your What are your thoughts? I um I obviously own Hop God, um, like everyone, uh, and I was pretty Congrats. happy with, with my uh, with my shout out last week that he's that he's a good caption op- captain option. Talked a few listeners into that. I asked the social media team to clip it up, but they haven't got back to me yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I also own Dory, um, which is probably the least inspiring back row cheapie that you can own, but you can't really get rid of him. He's, he's going to make money and he's going to be a bit of a slow burn. The, the exciting one has been Cardi Party. I mean, I wouldn't, I can't really talk anyone into him, bringing him in this week, but he's actually looked relatively good from a first grade football player perspective and he's and he's sort of um it, it been that's been showing in his super coach output so 
I think it's been, I think you can only say well done to those that, you know, took the gamble and went for the Cardi party to start off the season because I think it's worked out much better than Dory. It'll just be interesting what happens when uh, Ryan Madison's back or Lane. So I, I wouldn't be bringing either of them in, but I'd be holding yep. Yep. the ones that you do, that you did start the year with. Yeah, I think that's right. I just, it's, Cardi will make money this week. I don't think it's the worst. I just think there are enough good cheapies on the radar this week that, you don't need to worry about that risk. I just don't really – the only thing I can think of is um, like Matto comes back and doesn't take his spot because Cardi would go to the bench, right? So that would be a disaster. You'd have to sell him straight away. So I think there's a little bit of little bit of risk attached there. Um, uh, for, the, for the Manly side, Jared, I might bring you in here. Turbo um, had a 97 week one. I had him a captain while we are at the races. That was an interesting experience. Um, and Josh Schuster's back. Uh, is Schuster someone you started with initially or uh, but w- or if not, when's he on your radar to bring in? Uh, yeah, Schuster. I didn't start with him, but I definitely will be getting him in. I thought he was the perfect thing for when one of your others come up and you want to sell them or yep. someone starts to fail and you want to get them out. He's just the perfect one to be able to move someone on and you get a free look at him for a couple of weeks. Um, was there enough? Um, I know you probably didn't sit like we were, we were watching the game at the table, but um, was there enough from what you saw from Turbo that you could feasibly have the, the VC or the C on him or would you be a bit worried about carrying that injury? Oh, I would be a little bit worried. I guess it depends who he plays against. Um, you could see that he didn't want to take off a fair bit. Um and I could see that in your boy's eyes as you you boys <laughs> captained him and you really wanted me to go too and I nearly did and I probably should have. Um, but I think I we got pretty strong. lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you definitely yeah, done no, better. From what I saw in the game, he just he just lacked that little bit of I want the ball. So he, he was very happy to kind of let everyone else do a lot of the lot of the groundwork and just wasn't looking for it as much. Obviously, he's still great when he does touch the ball, and his his backup play was good enough to get him get him the try. And um, uh, he got that nice little sit, try. He got that he got nice that nice little, little line break. Yeah, and, so, the, and they gave him the line break too. Yeah, I think I think he's a good VC option this week because even. You know, turbo three quarters can still go nuts. So, yeah, I couldn't yeah. straight see him. Not no. after that game. Uh, not not until I see him perform again after the bye. Uh, well, the big but- thing as well was that he got rested. So Seabold once the game was in the bag, Seabold hooked him off. Yeah. So like that was like a devastating blow when that happened. Yeah. Thankfully, well, not thankfully, but Lachlan Croker got HIA'd, so he had to go back on. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, like I think, like Dan said, perfect VC and tubes. Perfect for VC, even in this game. Like I'll be considering that, um, but not for the C. I think too much too much risk attached um, and hopefully it can work out. Um, tubes, uh, back to you. DCE, um, relatively unpopular halfback option to start the year given they had the buy in round two. He got a hat-trick round one at 119 points. Um, Cleary is a bit of a trade-out option this week and I know people, a lot of people are thinking about trading him out is DCE would he be on your hit list and actually you're sorry you're considering tr- clear, trading Cleary out uh, I, Cleary's gone like it's not a consideration <laughs> it, it, nah, he's out of the team <clears throat> nah I'm kidding he's he still a consideration um, 
I've already sorted my two trades this week, and if I make a third, it will be Cleary out. Um, and so I, I'm still contemplating that. I think Cherry's a good option. Um, the only thing that's holding me back from Cherry is the fact that uh, they, they've got a toughish run coming up for the next uh, five rounds. So they got Para, Souths, then relatively easy against Newcastle, then Penrith and Melbourne. So it's a that's a tough four out of the next five games. Um, obviously, with Turbo in the side, frees up Cherry. I think everyone saw that in in the first round. He's a he is an option. Um, the only thing for me is if I'm getting rid of um, Cleary, I want it to free up enough cash to to bring in Harry for myself. And Cherry's just not that big of a downright grade. Um, so that's they're the two things that are. Weighing on my mind with Cherry, but I, I wouldn't, couldn't, couldn't stop anyone, you know, say anything bad about anyone that's thinking about bringing him in. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, second game of the round is the Knights versus the Dolphins. Um, just a little, uh, little uh, change of track over to the betting markets for a sec. Now the Dolphins here are five and a half point favourites. <laughs> if you if you had told me that. Dolphins would be favourites in round three against the Knights at Newcastle. I would have told you you had rocks in your head. This is like one of the most unbelievable stories ever. Good on the Dolphins. They're two from two. Uh, very gutsy win on the weekend. Um, some dubious officiating, but they got over the line. Congratulations. And now they face a Knights side who are absolutely decimated with injury and suspension issues. Um, Dan, we've spoken about Ponga. Um, what do I need to do with Ponga and how do I get him out of my side before the end of the pod? What do you mean? You just press the trade button. <laughs> like there's not there's not two ways about it, I think. Like you don't know you might not even be playing this year or ever again. So look, you gotta you gotta get him out. It's very unfortunate to see because you know what he was showing early years, it looks so good, but uh unfortunately You've you've got to get him out, even if he plays in the next few weeks. Like he's still he's still got such a risk attached to him. So he's going to lose cash too now. He's going to lose cash. You just you just got to get rid of him. Unfortunate. Yeah. A few Look, good I'm, options to I, get, I am get him get out for that. I am going to get rid of him. I just got to decide whether it's this week. I mean, if he's sitting on the pine, if you've got other pressing issues, you can leave him there for the week. Get rid of him next week. Um, but yeah, it's it's a shame. But um, we wish him all the best in his recovery. Um, Tubes, uh, other relevant guy from Newcastle who a fair few people started with is a bit of a pod um, mid-range premium centre wing. He's Lockie Miller. Um, I, I know that people, a lot of people are considering trading him out, like I think mainly because he's a similar price to Karaz. What have been? Uh, what would be your advice on Lockie Miller? Um, before I jump into Lockie Miller, Matt, can I just can I just check in with you? As our rev- resident, you know, Dolphins tipster, um, yes. do, do you agree with that five and a half line, or are you, are you, you going to be tipping the Knights against the Dolphins this week? Yeah, no, I, I can't get around Dolphins being favourites for this game, even yeah. with all their outs. Like Jerry Marshall King's out for the Finns as well. That's big, huge out, like, huge Cody, out, Cody, underrated Cody out. Cody Nicarima comes in, or or Kurt Donahue off the bench. Like I think it's completely underrated how bad their hooker service is going to be. <laughs> No, look, the Knights The Knights are up against it, no doubt. But I think at home, this is a bit of a different test for the Finns. They had their first ever game 
um, which they were obviously bang up for against the perfect side. Like I said, Roosters have predominantly been starts, slow starters. They were a bit banged up as well. Dolphins played out of their skin that day, hung tough, and then and then won pretty easy in the end. Then they met the Raiders at their spiritual home, KO Stadium, Dolphin Stadium, Redcliffe Stadium, whatever whatever you want to call it, and found a way to win in a tough, wet game. Um, now the the Finns could be the real deal, you never know, but I just think the quality is still probably not there, and particularly with JMK out, maybe the Knights will just have enough. Um, so we'll, we'll uh, we won't double we'll down on the Finns. Yeah, we'll go against them there. <laughs> now, now that I've not answered another question of yours that you've asked me, I'll get on to <laughs> jumping into it. So Lockie Miller, um, I think he's I think he's a a trade out now. Just given Pong is gone, for me, uh, I know he's got the base, but I just don't think he has the upside. And he's a perfect trade, you know, sideways trade to Karaz, who's who's got the the base and potentially even better upside. You don't seem to agree with me, Dan. No, not at all. I I, I love a bit of Lockie Miller. He looks looks good. I think we t- spoke about him in preseason as well. He's got that tackle break ability where he can kind of just go backwards on people, brush them off, and he gets points for fun doing that. So he hasn't really had any attacking stats and he's, and he's averaging 50. So, like, he could have a 120-point game, 130, and then all of a sudden he's turned into a Karaz. So going sideways on that, I just don't see any value whatsoever. You'd you'd figure out another path to Karaz if you're Def- a Miller owner. Definitely, I'd keep Miller. He looks he looks good in the center wing. Yeah, nice. I I agree. I think that he's yeah he's he's the way he bumps off players um, crabbing sideways. It's a bit Teddy esque. Um, not to bring poor up man. Teddy again. Poor, but poor man's Teddy. Aldi Teddy. Man's. Yeah, no worse. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, milk bar Teddy. <laughs> it's probably a bit of a Melbourne reference, but not milk bar Teddy. Oh, all right. Um, Jared, a uh, couple of cheapies have come onto the radar from the Finns. So um, we'll package up the, the two centre wings. So Jermaine Sarko and Hamaso Tabuai Fido. Now, uh, Hammer was a bit of um, the subject of ridicule by the, um, let's go with, uh, quote unquote, engaged and uh, sm- uh, <laughs> engaged and experienced super coach community in the preseason, um, and my God, he has shown them. Uh, give me your thoughts on those two, and who do you like uh, as the better pick uh, and bringing option and uh, for the week? Uh, I'd go with Hammer. I think um, he's looked pretty good. His base has actually been not too bad. I think he's been mid thirties from the first two games. Um, and looks pretty dangerous. He's, he's in and around everything. Um, but I haven't really been that big of a fan of Azarko before. Um, goal kicking always helps, of course. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think I could go near Azarko. Yeah. Is anyone bringing in the hammer? Are you bringing in the hammer, Jared? I am looking at him because I do actually have Talao. Um, so yeah, that right. killed me a little bit on the weekend. I even played him. Um <sighs> So, yeah, I'm actually looking at um, that exact trade. Yeah, just looking for that cash flow uh, nice and early. Yeah, I think all those guys, he's really the only one in that 300K centre wing range that's come off uh, to start the year. You've got your Isaac Thompson's, uh, your Charles Nickel clock stats. Um, as you say, Tommy Talao, there's kind of a raft of them who are all, I think, easy sideways trades to the hammer this week and I'd probably be considering that for any of those guys. Um, 
The last one, Dan, um, we're touching on is just uh, ICAT, Isaiah Katoa. Um, if you didn't start with him, and there are a few, uh, would you be looking to get him in on the back of a couple of 40s? Yeah, I think so. He's shown enough. He's cheap, cheap as chips, and uh, Ponga being out is probably an easy downgrade to free up a lot of cash to go elsewhere. So uh, I think he looks good. I, I think people will be um, – considering playing him in their 17 this week or have to play him if they're keeping Cleary yeah. as well. I don't see him as that bad of option this week, and particularly if you're carrying uh, three, two or three Panthers in your side. Uh, I think you might just have to run with that. And um, he, he could, you know, get a couple of attacking stats and, and be okay for you. So I don't I don't see it as a, as a bad play, uh, holding Cleary and playing him in your 17. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that boat. So if I don't trade Ponga, I'm just not inspired by any of the halfback op- trading options this week. Like that's the main thing. I I kind of really want to either get Nico or Sam Walker to upgrade from Teddy. Uh, sorry, from um, Ponga at five eight. So I'm probably going to have to play Icat this week. Um, I think JMK being out might help him a little bit. He should be getting a little bit more good ball um, in attacking positions. Um, and it's just worthwhile saying for the Hammer that he's he really is their go to man. They're looking for him near the line. They run a lot of. Pl- plays off kicks to him. Um, like like Jared mentioned, his base, he's basing mid-30s, uh, looks looks strong. Who was it? It was you, Dan, wasn't it? we got we got to bring that back up. Avoids contact. He, he looks avoids, good in contact. Yeah. I, look, I thought he looks good in contact. I mean, I'm I'm still not a Hammer fan. He's got he's now he's now a pure cash option having two seventies back to back. Like that's that's the reason you bring him in. I'm still not I'm still not happy running him in my seventeen every week. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, particularly on the matchups. So, you know, good stuff, Am. I, I, I liked you enough at the start of last season to to bring you in uh, and then kind of got off you from that. But, uh, yeah, hoping hoping to see him because he is very exciting to watch and play. So, yeah. Yeah. Third game of the round is Roosters versus Bunnies. Huge game, Friday night footy out there at Allianz Stadium. Roosters charging exorbitant pricing for their uh, – South Sydney Brethren fans, $90 a ticket. Good luck to them. Uh, now, this is a very, very important game, Super Coach wise with the Roosters on the bye next week. Um, popular buy, Brandon Cheese Smith, um, is coming off a seven. He's been named to start in the jer- in number nine jersey. Um, Jared, he is very problematic. What are you doing with the Cheese? Yeah, he's he's got to go. Um I'm still not sure who I'm bringing in for him. Um, looking at obviously Egan's probably the uh, the obvious one with the big break even. Um, but I also looked at Mahoney. Um, I think he's more of a keeper as well. Um, yep. He's he's been playing really well, um, and that just brings some of my doggy flavour because none of that's mm. worked so far. So <laughs> that could be risky for me as well. Uh, yeah, and then otherwise I can move. Um, Tanner Boyd up and look at a half, but like you said before, I, nothing's really jumping out at me there either. So, um, is it? Have you got Harry? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is there is there a world where you could leave the cheese as a as an NPR and and kind of just ride out this kind of injury and and sort of hopefully that he comes back and and keep him? Yeah, there certainly is. Um, but I also could use that cash. As well, if I go down, I was actually looking at the Sharks halfback at the moment, Trindle. I know that yep. 
uh, it looks like Hines could be coming back soon. But I thought just a little plug in there until Hines does come back and then I can downgrade someone else. Dan, I know you've got some thoughts on this too. Well, I think like if you're looking for a downgrade, I think you could even downgrade to Sonny Luke. So you downgrade Sonny Luke this week, free up the cash. I know Sonny Luke's not playing and he's on the buy, but if you free up that sort of, what is it, 250K and you can upgrade to a premium elsewhere, um, I think that's a bit of a play because you know he's got a minus break even. Uh, Sonny Luke's definitely going to play round four. He's going to make cash. So, And then you've got Harry already. So I could see you running those two. Um, because then you might be, say, Sonny Luke explodes in round four, and then you're like, oh, well, I've got to get another cheapie now anyway, but you're stuck with two premium hookers. So I, I see him as an option this week. Yeah, definitely. And then you can always go up, you can always go up, I suppose, then to a Marnie or a, or a Reese Robson type. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of second keeper option if, if Sonny Luke doesn't work out, I suppose. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. And I don't think Storm have the buy until pretty late as well. I think it's nine or 10. Uh, from memory. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so you can um, run those two for – you can run Harry for, for the whole year. So, yeah. But you're right. You, you don't need a second hooker there until round 9 or 10. Um, I might just talk about Teddy for a minute because I own him. And uh, and we obviously spoke about his captaincy woes on the weekend. Uh, I do think he's looking really good and strong. Um, I think he's still a great super coach pick. Um. There's, it's crossing my mind whether to go Tedesco to Walsh this week, which frees up a lot of cash. And with Teddy on the bye and Walsh playing the Dragons at home this week, Teddy on the bye next week, it could be a good opportunity um, to get ahead of the game a little bit there. But I'm also worried that Teddy's points this week still might be really good. So um, I think if you are a Teddy owner and you're thinking of selling, there's nothing wrong with selling this week or next, um, you'll get a chance to bring him back in at some point and he is going to lose, I think, maybe around 50K this week. So, um, yeah, there's a fair bit to contemplate there. I don't think there's a right or wrong decision, though, selling holding this week. But that 50K that he's going to lose is weighing heavily on me. So um, just going to have a bit more of a think about that as the week unfolds. Uh, Tubes. Yeah, I'm... um I've been tossing and turning on this and just to counter some of your points, I I was thinking Teddy to to um, Reese Walsh. Uh, I think like anyone is the shiny new um, new toy that's <laughs> out there. You know, you, you 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 sort of get attracted to it and and that and that scary Tedesco break even uh, is is weighing heavily on my mind. Um, the only thing I'd say is, it, and I think everyone knows this, but Teddy last year as well started with a 32 and an 84 and obviously ended up averaging 79 points for the entire season. Um, and there's nothing that I've seen in terms of his physical ability or even the Roosters attacking structure that has me worried that's going to um, – see a big drop in his output over the season. So I think it's been a slow start for him, uh, and I think he's just a hold. I know they've got the round four buy, but for me, I'd, uh, so I'm if I'm thinking about gun flipping and it's between him and Cleary, I think because Reese Walsh is the shiny new object that you're sort of tempted to do Teddy to Walsh because that sounds better, but I think that uh, I'd, I'd be dropping Cleary over Teddy just because I think Teddy's – um, like I said, there's nothing's changed. He's got the pedigree, and I think you're holding until Origin. 
Dan, um, Sam Walker, um, I don't know if you actually saw the game. It was on a very good time zone for London, but I've been really, really impressed with Sam Walker to start the season. Um, uh, I, I don't think he's a target for now because they got the bye, but I'm really eyeing him off post-round four. Yeah, he can definitely be your second halfback behind one of Cleary or Nico. I think for the season that would be fine. Uh, I think also like after round four, you could pick him up as well, particularly if Nico's coming back off an injury or Nico doesn't he actually play if he plays before the bye and doesn't go well. I think I think you can certainly pick him up. He's a bit of a bit of an issue to pick up this week with that round four bye. I don't mind it, but they're also playing Souths. Might not be a great matchup for him. The Roosters haven't impressed me in general, uh, but he's certainly looking stronger. His defense is looking better. His kicking has improved massively, uh, and his involvement has is, is been rock solid. So I think if you started with him, just hold on to him and enjoy the ride. Yeah, I've just been really impressed with his strength and um, and kind of he's really happy to run the ball. Um Worthwhile just noting that the Roosters are still a really highly rated side. And in the first two rounds, he's gone 28 and 35 in base. That's so really strong and that's up on what he had last year. Yeah, I think it's it's looking really good in that. He's just, you know, he's obviously a small frame. So if he's just putting a little bit of size and getting a bit of strength as he develops, it's, it's only going to be better for him. What I would consider uh, if you do have Sam Walker and, say, Teddy Egan Butcher – uh, those sort of guys, I'd probably be holding on to Sammy Walker and probably downgrading Teddy. Then that would be a that'd be a better option. I don't have him, and I'm happy to hold Teddy over a buy because I've only got him, and I'm getting rid of cheese. Uh, but if you've got a a surplus of roosters, I'd probably be holding uh, Sammy Walker over the other guys. Yep, yep, I'd agree with that. Um, I've got Egan Butcher, Daniel Tupu. Tupu is going to be leaving my team this week. Um, Egan Butch is a bit of a funny one, Jared. Do you own him? I do, yeah, and I am tossing up. Um, that's another one that can uh, make me quite a lot of cash because I didn't actually press, pick up Preston. Um, so yeah, right. that would be, yeah, that would be a great little downgrade. And I've got a pretty pretty good second row, so I wouldn't have to play Preston. Yep. I maybe would this year. It would be kind of between him and ICAT. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... That's well on the cards too for me this week. I, just while we're on him, I think Preston's a very safe play with the way that the dog side's been named. And the other thing is he's running at Luke Brooks this week and uh, Isaiah Puppley is not there to help him out. So that's yeah, quite, a, quite a juicy matchup for Preston. <laughs> uh, over on the Bunnies tubes, we might just chat about that. We've been chatting about Bunnies Mills for a while. Let's just chat about um, – their forward pack. So um, Shaq Mitchell's a bit of a bolt from the blue in terms of a super coach option. I can't say that anyone would have had him on the radar um, for their early season cheapy picks. Davey Mowali has underwhelmed in his two games um, despite having some decent minutes in, in round one. And the other one is Cheekam, who's um, obviously playing on the edge but has uh, kind of done pretty well as a semi-relevant cheapy. Um, where are your, where's your head at with those guys? Yeah, I've got them. I've got them all sitting in the mouse trap. Um, they're, they're all traps for me. I wouldn't be going near any of them. Um, Shaq Mitchell, Moali, uh, Sele's back. 
and I, I I don't think you know what their minutes are going to look like. I think if you started the year with Shaq Mitchell, you're probably cheering, and I'm and I'm not having a go at anyone that did because I think that's great for him. But I can't see with all the options available this week that you're bringing in Shaq Mitchell or David Moali. I don't think anyone's bringing Moali in. I think it's more like maybe would you like consider selling Moali this week? I think. Just don't think it's a big enough downgrade. Like if you've then I don't I I don't know. Everyone could have lots of different problems, but for me, there's nothing jumping out of you in the front row forward that you need to be getting or jumping yep. onto. Uh, potentially, if you started with Stefano, you might want to look at going across. But even that feels a bit luxury. Feels yep. like center wing, second row, and your halves is where, and and obviously the cheese is where the main problems are this week. And so I'd be holding Moali. I wouldn't be going into uh, Shaq Mitchell uh, if if I if that was even a possibility. Cheekham's kind of interesting because he's dual, but he just doesn't have job security. He's got huge job security issues. Like I just don't think I could do it this week. Um, he might said, make a bit of money. Host is back. That's a bit of security issues. Arrow. Yeah, like yeah. I can't see you getting cheek cam. Well, yeah, and Junior Satola's back for those other big guys in the middle. So the Harme Sele and Junior Satola both back. They'll take some minutes off these guys. I think you're right. Trap for all of those. Um, uh, we mentioned Isaac Thompson earlier. I think he's a sell if you if you can kind of swing it. If not, then like you can hold him and hope for the best. I don't think it's the end of the world. He's a bit of a problem to play in your 17 just because he's got so many errors. Um, but I don't think it'll be – they're not playing Penrith away every week, so chances for tries will increase. Like, it gets better, I think, for Isaac I think Thompson. Fine. Yeah. He's fine as a yep. hold. Other big problems. Yeah. I think he's fine as a hold, but you could also you could also flip it, flip him out for a cash generator like Hammer. Yeah. And then if you say he has a big round and then he's got a low break even, you could bring him back in for one of the – other cheapies in a few rounds that maybe he's maxing out like an AK, AKP or something like that. So it just depends on AK, your team. AK, AKP maxing well, out. Well, yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he, he's going to max out about two fifty, I think, at this stage. I think he's, I think he's maxed out at his starting price. <laughs> going by what I, from what I've seen, yeah. I, I just think there's a lot of these people where, like. I mean, your team's doing pretty well if you're trading out, out out Isaac Thompson, I feel. Like, I'm sure you'd rather him, Jared, than Tommy Talao. Like, it just feels like, Definitely. you know, <laughs> there, a lot of them are sort of hold on to and there's plenty of problems going around. For me, yeah, for me I'm, he's, I, he's a trade-out to Karaz because I can afford it. Um, and yep. I've, got, I've got Val Holmes and Talakai. And I think both of those guys, they got high break-evens, but they're still premium centre wings. Like... They can, mm. they can bust out. So it's I, – I just want to hold him, particularly now, see Talakai over the next few rounds, and then if he's going terrible and they've got the bike coming up, I'm going to get rid of him. I'd give Talakai one more go. I'd, it, like, it it doesn't look good, like, from what I've seen. He got 50 with a line break and try assist on the weekend. That's not what you need from Talakai at yeah. all. Needs Nico. Yep. So I'd be, I'd be, I'd be contemplating Talakai trade out if I owned him. I'm just waiting week. for that run. Just waiting for that run. Back to back times. Yeah. Everyone's t- everyone. There's still there's people still waiting for him to go on the 2022 <laughs> run. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. 
Yeah, well, you better hope it's this week because he's going to no, start bleeding cash very soon. Look, I, I'd still like just with the cash that I have at the moment, like I think I can I can get Karaz for Thompson and say, for example, Tom, Thompson goes well and, and Talakai has a stinker, then I don't mind trading out Talakai for Thompson. Like it's it's just yep. depends. It just depends on your team. I'm pretty okay with injuries and the only one I really have to get rid of is is the cheese. So I'm, I'm in a good position for that. We mentioned uh, AKP there. Um, now the Titans are playing the Storm in the fourth match of the round um, up there at Seabus Super Super Stadium, and uh, yeah, big game. I mean, the Storm are decimated by injury. Um, big Nasty's out now for eight weeks. Um, let's touch on the Storm first because uh, Harry is playing well. Tubes, how do you think these middle? injuries like that have piled up now is this like is that going to impact harry that's probably like the the burning question of the week for the storm no not at all (laughs) i mean he's just too good harry's the best like even watching the other night when they had all these injuries like when they're near the line if munster's out he's like attack's still going to run through him if he's not doing that, then it means that they're probably on the back foot. So he's making 50 or 60 tackles, like so much versatility to his game from a super coach perspective. I think he's just a lock. Um, and the sooner you can get him in your team for the year, the better. Yeah. He's the, he's the safest of the ultra premium guns. Like he's 816 K he's, he's expensive, but I don't see him averaging lower than, you know, than that 70 um, 75 that he's priced at. So, I mean, any, anything you can do to get him in, I think, try to try to get him in because yeah. it, it, it tails off a little bit after that in the in the premium hookers. It feels like his floor is 60. And I know you can say that about, like, anyone. Like, but say Cam Murray had a 40 on the weekend. It feels like Harry's not getting less than 60 and uh, without an injury or a HIA. And his and his upside is into the one fifties. And he like, looks dangerous. He looks dangerous all the time. He can he can get he'll he'll average easy in attacking stat per game. Um, if not, you know, and then some weeks he'll get three or four. So um I think just from what we've seen the first two rounds, and I think it's only good for him, Munster being out, uh a forward pack more relying on him. So I think, yeah, get him in when it, if you can, if you can afford it. Titans Tigers next two as well. Doesn't come much better than that. <laughs> Nice week to buy him. Um, Jared, uh, let's just go there to the Storm back rowers. Um, Liero and Katoa, uh, first question, do you own either? And uh, if not, are they on your radar? How have you kind of perceived their performance to start the year? Yeah, so I was throwing up about this one at the start of the season because Liero is a little bit cheaper, so I kind of liked him. But then I thought, no, watching Katoa, I think he's a really good player. Um, and running off those storm halves, um, he's been he's been really good, and he showed that on the weekend. I think he had three, maybe four line breaks. I think the last one actually got taken off him for that try. Yeah, um, which, Joke. yeah, that did hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I picked up Katoa, so um, he's been oh, really nice. good, and um, yeah, can't complain with him. And I think his his work rate's even pretty good too. I think he's up towards the f- getting to Ford's fifty. He's a yeah, must-have. 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 Ooh. Woof. <laughs> Start calling you Desi Creek, Dom. Hold on. Oh, must-have. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if four line breaks is on the card every week, uh, but he certainly he certainly looks good. He looks fitter, looks stronger. Outside, um, 
Jerome Hughes, who I brought in this week, uh, which was very handy, if I do say so myself. Uh, but I've got I've got meat and potatoes lawyero, uh, and I'm not unhappy about it. It doesn't. It's not that exciting. And but if you do have him, just hold him because I think that's his floor. I think his floor is that sort of mid forties to fifty. Uh, and if he jags a try or two, he's gonna he's gonna make some good cash. So just hold him. I wouldn't he's, be buying him. Nah, don't buy him. I own him as well. He's basically only scored base in round one and two. That's yeah. it. It's the only way he's up. Um, so, yeah. I mean, tubes. I know you've got some pretty strong feelings that you don't like. It doesn't look good to you, does it? Nah, he's. I wouldn't even call him meat and potatoes. He's like beans <laughs> on toast or something. Like he's that. only like twenty. He's freaking, <laughs> like he's he's seriously like. I don't even know how you could look at bringing him in. And if I owned him, I'd, I mean, I'd take the, I've got plenty of other problems. But I, I, if Storm weren't having all these injuries, I feel like he'd be out of the team already. Like, he's You're just kidding. does not look good. At so, would you, trade, um, would you trade Loero for Katoa? If I, if I, I'm glad if I'm had not nothing in that to worry position. About. If I had nothing else to worry about and I could, could do the 100K, I would 100% do Loero to Katoa. Like, Katoa is going to end up being worth 600k, and Liera is going to be either out of the team or worth 450k in 10 weeks' time. I could really use a ton from Liera this week against the Titans. I'm putting up that low key we might be on Dan. I'm cheering at home. I'll be playing him and 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 praying. Um, over on the Titans side, it's all doom and gloom, um, unfortunately. Um, Fafita got some junk at the end. That was nice. If you own him, hold him. If you don't own him. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, still he think he's gonna I think he's gonna work out, but I don't know if I'd be buying him this week. Um Dan, Tanner Boyd and uh AKP just just slag him off a bit so we can move on. Yeah. If anyone's an avid listener, they know how much I've been rubbishing Tanner Boyd and uh early in the preseason he kind of did exactly what I said. What was the worst case, which is get twenties and thirties. The next game is Cowboys versus Warriors. The Cows coming off a disappointing loss to the Broncos down there last week and the Warriors um, off a tough loss against the Roosters played quite well. Um, Drinkwater is out suspended. Um, feel for anyone who owned him. That's obviously a pretty devastating turn of events. At least he won't lose any cash. Uh, he's replaced by Tom Chester. Dom, and you and I were talking before the pod. You've n- never heard of young Tom, have you? Nah, I looked him up. It looks like he's a he's a halfback that's playing fullback this weekend potentially. So I wonder why Val no Val. Yeah, no no good. I was really I I'm a Val owner, and I thought, geez, we're going to get him as a fullback, and on this awesome run that they've got coming up. Mm. The only thing that, is, sorry, Dom. No, you I was go. just saying the only thing is there's like big potential that they just inject Val a lot more into their attack uh, on both sides of the field. They do that sometimes, but with drink water out, I think they should do it a bit more. I'm really concerned about Val, and if it wasn't for the good draw, you, know, you can't trade him out on this draw. But yeah, um, I'm pretty concerned. I really don't like the look of that cow's back line. No. Shibasaki. <laughs> Imagine you saw this backline. 
Imagine you saw this backline two years ago and said this is would be one of the best teams in the NRL. <laughs> like it'd just be um, unfathomable. Yeah. And and the Chad's back to being the Chad. Not that he ever stopped, but he's but he's certainly. He, oh, how bad! How bad was he? Honestly, I was looking through it before, and they were up eight nil. And it's like if you go through like the play by play, Chad Townsend kick out on the full, Chad Townsend error, Chad Townsend error, and then they get a penalty, and. I'm assuming it's his call. They're up by they're up by um, two already, and he kicks a penalty goal to go up by four. Uh, he's just sat right. paddling before half time, and then the Broncos ran and scored. Yeah, and so they evened it up. It was just he was it was it was it was a, just an inept, chatty, chatty inept performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw I saw he might have got a bit of our feedback, and he's he's brought back the Chad Townsend show um, available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play stores. Um, yeah, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's using. I don't listen to it, so I don't know if he's using that show to, to uh, as a bit of a rebuttal platform for the uh, for the guff we've been giving him. But uh, g'day, Chad, if you're listening, um, <laughs> something further to, to add to that. Choose. I was just going to say it doesn't bode well for, for 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 Val, but they do have an easy run, so I'm definitely holding him. Yeah, that run. Just in case you were unfamiliar, is Cowboys, Titans, both at home, Bulldogs away, Dolphins at home. Warriors away again, then Knights at home. So, like, it just doesn't get any better than that. So, hold you, Cowboys. Um, in terms of like targets for the Cowboys, I think Reese Robson is a sneaky good pot option at hooker. Um, now he hasn't set the world alight first two games. I did like how he set up a try with a, with a kick in the first game. That's something new. Um, and I think that if I, I don't think there's a lot of wiggle room at hooker after this week because I think a lot of people are moving the cheese on, very similar how you said, Dan, about it will be hard to get Sonny Luke if you don't get him this week. Um, Reese Robson's a kind of pod guy, pod premium guy that can go on a bit of a tear and feasibly match Harry. Maybe not, but, you know, I don't mind it. Like I, I like the look of him and, you know, if he can get some attacking stats, keeps playing 80 minutes, you know, there's every chance he could average 70 over the next six weeks. So, I don't mind him as a uh, as a pod option. Um, in terms of the Warriors, a uh, bit more relevance here. Wade Egan is the man you would maybe be buying Robson over. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on Egan? Um, he's not a new guy. Like he's exposed. It feels a bit ugh, to me. What do you think? Yeah, it's it it does concern me. I don't I don't like it as a cash grab with him at five hundred k already. Uh, I would I would like him as a crash grab if I knew I was getting rid of him in maybe two or three rounds. Like Warriors don't have a good draw. I don't see him as a as a longer term option. Uh, maybe you know he, there's enough data there that you could say he's going to revert back to the norm. He's had a couple of good games with some attacking stats. So you know does that keep going? I was just going to look up the team now. Like is it is it? I think. He's not even in for eighty minutes, so I think first first round he got some time on the bench as well, but then came back on with the HIA. Yeah, uh, well, he, he played a fair so. few eighty minute games last year. Jazz Tavanga is in the jersey twenty two on the reserves. Um, now Jazz has been pretty much used as a middle. Look, I think he's in for seventy plus minutes, and he's obviously if there's a HIA, then that sort of locks him in. The the. The thing I would probably say is if you do have Harry, you could probably take him as your second hooker uh, for the cash grab, but then you're missing out on Sonny Luke as well. Well you could go you could go Egan to you could go Egan to Luke in two or three weeks' time once you see kind of 
Like, because Luke's going to go up a bit next round, but he's got that 59 that rolls out of his average after one game, and then he's and then he's coming in with a 23. So I feel like yeah. that's probably like a sensible path if you see Egan as a cash grab. Yeah, for sure. I think that would be the one. That would be the one time that you do it. I've just done a few sort of calculations with him in my team, looked at it, and it just it just doesn't sit well as him as your number one. Yeah, player. I agree. In your team, when there's got when there's a guy like Harry sitting there, and if you can you can get the cash for it, just do that. Even Marnie, like Jared, you mentioned him as an option. Like I, I feel like I don't know. Like I'm just I just can't get around Wade Egan. Um, I think. Mahoney's definitely locked into 80 minutes as well, which can really help. And he's making nearly 50 tackles a game. So he's very consistent, Mahoney. As a, as a Dogs fan, Jared, like how do you see him in terms of like in their attack? Like it feels like maybe he's got a bit of an elevated role in attack given they don't really trust Flanagan in the red zone. Yeah, definitely. Um, Flano's, he's, he's had an absolute shocker. Um, but he hasn't. Yeah, well, he hasn't got any better from the last few years. So um, it'll be great to get a new number seven in there, and hopefully that young fella comes in soon. Um, yeah, Carl. But yeah, he has taken a much bigger, um, bigger role in the team, even more than more so than Jeremy Marshall King last year. Even though he mm. he ended the year really well. Um, yeah, I'm really like Mahoney in there. He's made a few errors as well, but you're going to do that when you're touching the ball as much as he has. True. Yeah, I oh, know he's definitely on my radar as a pick with along with Robson. Dan, well, I was just gonna. Oh, I was just gonna say like it's um, like he's taken over. Is is he influencing what's happening with Matty Burton? Um, I, I'm not sure. We'll we'll talk about that when we talk about the dogs. Yep. Yep. Um, last one there uh, that I want to talk about was just um, CNK from the Warriors. Um, I think he's a he's a trade out. Nothing further to be said. Um, Next game is Broncos versus Dragons uh, up there at Suncorp. We touched on Reese Walsh earlier, um, shiny new toy, as Tubes called him. Uh, <laughs> Mather. <laughs> Mather, yeah. <laughs> For all the Jonah Lomu rugby fans out there, uh, we had a bit of a WhatsApp group uh, passing around the um, the the old Jonah Lomu rugby YouTube video of, of little Mather. It's a bit niche. What was it? I'm not it was sure. The, it was the classic. It was the classic um, team or whatever. EA, it was the All Star team. EA Sport. I don't know. Look, anyway, it was this it's a niche it, reference. Niche reference. So for niche. So one. niche. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that didn't play Jonah Lomu really needs to get PlayStation One and get Jonah Lomu Rugby somehow and play it because Reese Walsh basically is Mather. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, Dan, uh, I'll come to you because Tubes already had his piece. Uh, Walsh, uh, yes or no, and this week or next? Next week. So I guess that's a no for this week. Uh, he's not on the bubble. He's not going anywhere. They do have a good matchup in in St George, but I just I would just give it one more week, even to to lose cash on Teddy, just to see. Like he does have a history of getting injured. Like there's there's a Yep, I don't think he's played played much in the time that he's been been available. So, you know, you're absolutely dead if he gets injured early that game and he's not making any cash. And I, I just wait a week just to be safe because Broncos still have a good draw apart from this St George game coming up this week. Jared, um, these all these with these Broncos nice draw now. So um, they've kind of had their two harder games to start the year. Uh, are there any of these kind of outside backs? Um, 
of the Broncos that are starting to interest you, or even Ezra Mam at five eight. So you got the likes of Cobo, uh, Herbie Farnworth, Katoni Staggs. Um, are there any of those that are sort of like they're a bit pod? But are there any of those who you know you you? It's probably not really the week for it. Like it's it's a bit tricky. But are any of them on your radar? Yeah, um, I actually really like Herbie Farnworth. Um, I think he's a real worker. Um, I don't. I couldn't go there at the price though. Um, Ma'am, I did have, actually have a look at that with moving Katoa up and after selling Smith. Um, something else that I, I don't think I'll be able to do either. I think I'll be waiting on that. Um, and Cobo, I haven't really liked him too much this year. I don't think I could go there. I think they're all just outpriced, I think. Yeah. I don't think you can go with them with the price that they are. Yeah, I'm a Stags owner and he's obviously let me down. Um, my center wing strategy hasn't worked whatsoever with him and Tupu and Val, um, all kind of premium price and all not performing like premium guns. Um, I kind of want to sell Stags, but I've just kind of he's, – he's, I'm selling Tupu before him. I, I will say that like just with this draw, you can probably give him one more week. I'm just going to hold for now, but I couldn't – I couldn't um, – I couldn't uh, get upset about anyone selling him either. Cobo um, could go to the left wing, um, so that could be interesting. Jared? Yeah, sorry. Um, I just think he's, he's the kind of player that you'll sell and he'll, he'll match up against someone that's really good defensively, but he'll end up scoring 100 and something. It's That's just yep. the way Stags is. I think he burnt me a bit last year as well, and I think everyone's been burnt by him before, so... Yeah, he's yeah. he's quite a polar he's quite a polarizing player, and, and he exactly he tunned up away at Penrith last year. So, um, yeah, frustrating to own, but I'm just hoping that his on week is this week. Uh, the second last game of the round is Dogs versus Tigers. Um, I'm actually, um, yeah, like it's incredible. Like Dogs, I mean, you must be happy this week, Jared, off the back of a huge win. Like it's only a week ago, everyone was writing them off again, saying that they're no hope again this year. But what a difference a week can make! And now they get to face the Tigers at home. Um, you must be buoyant. Yeah, it, it was it was a good watch, and I actually forgot what the feeling was like. To be honest, um, <laughs> I had a I had a great Saturday night, um, and it was in doing nothing but yeah, watching the boys play and um, yeah, ran a little train through them there in the first half, which was really good to watch. So. Um, hopefully they can keep that up, but I'm not getting my hopes up. <laughs> uh, most popular, one of the most popular buying uh, purchases this week um, is uh, Jason Karaz. Now, this guy, uh, we got a bit slammed um, on our socials and uh, various WhatsApp groups. Uh, apparently, we didn't mention him in preseason at all, <laughs> and now he's uh, been touted as a center wing keeper. Uh, two, in our defense, he did have quite a poor end to last year and he was priced at pretty, you know, 567 and they were playing Manly in the Storm first two games. So I don't think we're alone. I think he was under 1% owned. Um, and, yeah, he was uh, – I've just called him Jason Karaz. That's obviously uh, – <laughs> Jason – Jason Karaz. <laughs> the, uh, the early I'm 2000s. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, Jake. No, I think Jason he was, Mraz. He wasn't. He wasn't mentioned on the pod. He wasn't mentioned on the pod. I think we threw him up later, and and the the call was you can't mention them all. So yeah, he yeah. was another you know, dart that you mentioned off pod. That yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, look, I'm going to say I got him in draft. I got him in draft and I reaped the rewards. Funny stat, my 13-player draft team actually like demolished my 17-player classic team on the weekend by the tune of about 250 points. So that was fun. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. But he looks, he looks good. Get him in. Uh, he'll be a good – he looks like he could be a keeper at that centre wing. So – uh, now's the time to get him. The thing I like about Karaz, um, and I think we've learnt this a little bit over the last couple of the years, IPAP springs to mind. Um, these guys who are going to make some money but also have the potential to ruin your season as out-and-out guns, I don't think it's worth risking. Like I don't see the point of taking them on. At the very worst, he's going to make sort of 250 k here and you can sell him if you don't like it in two weeks' time or whatever. But – Worst case is he make he goes on a tear and goes hundred hundred again, and you're just he's so well owned that you're entirely behind the eight ball, yeah. and it's it's almost season over by that point, and you keep putting it off, and then he's out of reach. And if he if he kind of keeps it up, look, I just think it's a low downside pick, and I think that you want to get him this week. Yep. 70, 70 points base plus power. Yeah, it's That's incredible. Yeah, Jared. Yeah, I also think that. Um, the point you made before not mentioning him early season, I think with Burton and Kikau and Addo Carr and everyone on the left, no one thought the ball would even get to the right. Yeah. Um, so that was a big thing as well. Um, but, yeah, like you said as well, him getting away, they've got Tigers and then Warriors. So if he has another two big games, he, he will be probably outpriced um, in the next two weeks. Yeah. 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 And if you if he could be like a sideways trade to Joey Manu. Like at yeah. the price, so with that 140 in his average now, so that's um, yeah, certainly not worth the risk of not taking him. Uh, the other the other popular buy for the dogs will be Jacob Preston. Jared, you mentioned you'll be getting him in this week. Um, it looks good. It looks really good. Um, Dan, you yep. played him. Congratulations. Um, I don't know. There's much to say about Preston, Jared. Like it's just he just looks like cheap. Going to make he, a ton of cash. Yeah, he looks like a, a great player. And I actually said that to my mate in preseason that I'd hoped they'd put Fatala Mariner at lock and play Preston as a second row. And it's just happened um, in the last few games. Yep. He's just popped up and um, played into that spot. So I don't think they can – he might have that spot for the rest of the season, the way he's going, even yeah. when the likes of um, TPJ come back. Yeah, the biggest thing for Supercoach is that now he's a player in your 17, so you can probably w- run with one less, like, you know, not gun but mid-ranger in your 17, and it, it just frees up a bit of cash, obviously being a super cheapie, but elsewhere in your side as well because you know you can probably play him as that 16th, 17th player. He's yep. the best second-row cheapie. Like, if you don't have him, get him in of, out of all the ones to get in, I think. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I, obviously, assuming everyone's got Hopgood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, St- Stefano uh, Tubes, uh, he 78 with a very, jeez, oh, that, that try. If that's not a double movement, I'll give it away. Um, I didn't play him because I thought I was quite well set up, didn't need to play him on the weekend. Just another thing that went wrong. This is turning into like a counselling session, but anyway. Um, Tubes, like Stefano, like where's he at? He's like he's a bit of a funny one. People have got him at second row two, second row three. How do you see him? Yeah, um, I think he's just a hold. Like I said earlier, I wouldn't be looking to potentially bring him in unless you didn't have any other problems. But 
he looks good. He played another 50-odd minutes on the weekend. He, he upgraded a fair bit um, to get to 78, and I think he ended up with 50-something in base from his 50-odd minutes. I don't think it was a try either, and I also didn't play him. But, um, I mean, certainly good for cash and... I think he's a he's a he's a good hold, and if if he is your second front row forward, I think you can probably play him in your seventeen each and every week. But ideally, he's a third front row forward. Um, you know that you that you're going to hold for the for the majority of the season. That's a good point. Like Dan, I wouldn't mind your thoughts here. If you did go with the strategy for Stefano as your second front row forward. There's probably not a rush, particularly this week or next, given the um, the importance of the trades that you need to make this week to be upgrading um, like a Pele or a Moali to a premium front rower and moving um, Stefano to your third front row. You, would you just be happy to plug Stefano in as front row two for another couple of weeks until you can kind of make that move happen? 100%. 100%. I think anyone who had did that, did that at the start of the season has now with that try that's just that's just made it massive I think and and, and the minutes showed as well he, he played 58 minutes on the weekend he he looked good uh, I think his base was really good on the weekend so it frees up so much cash because you don't have to go to one of the premiums like Tapani or Tohu and you can also plug them into your second row forward or you could have played them in your second row forward and then flip them up later so I think I definitely wouldn't be getting him as a third front row forward this week. I think you've done really well if you played him as a second row forward. And if you have him there as your third front row forward, just keep him there, let him let him bump up, yep. play him in his 17 if you need to, uh, and get the cash. Final game of the round is Raiders versus the mighty Cronulla Sharks down there at GIO Stadium. Raiders smarting off back-to-back tight losses to start the season. Um, the Raiders front, there's not that too many... There's not that much interest. One who uh, is a little bit interesting now that Josh Papali so is sort of saying round four, round five, round six, maybe even with that calf. Um, Pasami Solo, Solo. Um, I like. I couldn't see how you possibly could have started with him, but um, I just, I just don't see front rowers. He's gone. He's gone forty two, forty three. So pretty handy for a, a bottom price cheapie, but um, tubes. I just. I just wouldn't even. I just. I just wouldn't get it on the radar. I don't think it's worth a, worth like considering. Yeah, not worth talking about. Okay, don't cool. bring him in. Great, uh, <laughs> Sharkies. Now this is interesting. Um, Dan, I'm going to throw to you because you've. I don't know how long you've spent talking about this on WhatsApp over the last 48 hours, but I'm going to say it's at least. Um, 10% of that 48 hours. Braden Trindle, 234K, <laughs> halfback only. Um, he's got a BE um, of, uh, let me see, it's 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 a 25. big negative number anyway. Yeah, negative 25. Now, on the face value, perfect. Bring him in for a ponga, bring him in for uh, another, you know, another dud. You might want to downgrade around there. Uh, bring him in for, an, uh, for a Nathan Cleary. Talk to me about the risks and talk to me about the upside. Right. So he's been on, on paper, uh, the stats are looking pretty decent for him. So his, 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 his base isn't quite there, but his, but his attack is good and he's got the goal kicking right now. Uh, he looks really good for the Sharks. I think the Sharks are, are playing well and they've got a decent matchup against the Raiders, although their, their history against the Raiders isn't that good. But I think he's still in for 40 to 50 points this week, which is certainly a play in your 17. Now, 
if you want to bring him in, there's a few scenarios that you've got to look at. So Trindle, best result, uh, Sharkies hold off and bringing Nico Hines in till after the round six buy. So you get three weeks of Trindle making cash. And at his price, I expect in those three weeks, he's making 200 grand. And he's certainly a play in your 17 because they've got a good matchup for the next three. Uh, the other factor or the other thing that could potentially happen is Nico comes back next week and Trindle holds his spot, which is probably even better. Uh, yep which I think is the most unlikely of the scenarios, but that that would be just like absolutely gold. Worst case scenario, he plays this week, he doesn't, he goes pretty average, and then next week Nico's back and he goes to 14. So if he's playing on the bench, he's not going to get scores. You can't play him in your 17. He then becomes an AE problem. He might still make you a little bit of money just, just getting on the field with a negative break even, but it's still going to be like absolute brains if that happens. So... There's so much, there's a bit of risk around it, but it's just, are you willing to take that risk? And is your team well set up enough that maybe you have another, for me, for example, I've got another gun uh, halfback in uh, Jerome Hughes. So at the moment I've got Jerome Hughes and Nathan Cleary. I'm pretty happy to take the risk because I can play Jerome Hughes and if Trindle doesn't work out, I'm looking at a Schuster or something downgrade later on. So I can I can do that, but I wouldn't be playing him if he didn't have another gun uh-huh. So you're gonna you're gonna go Cleary to Trindle, yes. Cleary to Trindle, Cheese to Harry Grant. Uh, that just is free, and then Isaac Thompson to Karaz. Interesting. So my team just looks unbelievably strong with that move. Um, the interesting thing, sorry, not interesting. Uh, just a correction. He actually has a BE of minus fifty four. Um, yeah. So. In that scenario, Dan, that you played out there where he goes to Jersey 14 and starts on the bench next week, and that's if Nico's back. So Sharks have the buy in round six, right? So I, I reckon Nico is only coming back either round four or round seven. So if he comes back round four, as you mentioned, I just don't think – I don't know why they bring him back for one week in round five and then have the buy and then let him play again. They may as, Surely they give him the extra week there. Um, if that happens, then you're laughing all the way to the bank. He'll make, he could make five. He could make five hundred k if things go well. Like he could get to seven hundred thousand. It's not inconceivable. Wow. Um, mm. If Nico does come back next week, he'll be number fourteen, right? So Wade's out. He'll be the bench utility. Maybe. He'll be cover. He'll be cover for Nico. Now he'll be minus fifty four this week. Now, um. I don't know what his BE will be next week, but let's have a look. Let's see what Supercoach official tells us. If he scores, um, if he scores thirty-seven this week, his BE next week is still going to be minus twenty-three. So even if he plays on the bench, gets on and gets like a ten, he's still going to make a bit of money. You know, he's gonna, that, that's going to be about a hundred k that you're going to bank. Yeah. Now that's and then so Schuster's that's, on the and bubble. Schuster's on the bubble. So that's worst case scenario. You can do that. I think. I think it's worth the risk because I think the upside of potentially getting six or seven hundred K tubes. I'm on the exact same bandwagon and I wouldn't be surprised if um, he holds his spot over Moylan. He's been much better. He's kicking at a hundred percent. His goal kicking Hines has always been an okay. He's an okay kicker, but as in, uh, I think Trindle brings a bit more balance to the or with side. the calf so too. Would, 
with the calf maybe. Be, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Trindle somehow held over Moylan, especially how bad he has been defensively in the first two games. So I think there's just huge potential upside for Trindle throughout the season. Um, and as you said, worst case scenario, you hold him for two rounds and then you get rid of him with plus 100 and 150K. Absolute worst case scenario. Jared, you mentioned you were considering Trindle earlier as well. Yeah, I think um, after Dan mentioned Sonny Luke, um, I've just had a little thought in my head. I could go to Trindle and then after the two weeks, if he is back out, then I go Tanner Boyd back down. I know I've got to hold him, which does suck, but <laughs> then I can go back to uh, um, Sonny Luke after that if he doesn't keep his spot. Um, also... Uh, what's his name that plays on the left now? The other Moylan. Moylan, yeah. Moylan loves an injury as well. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if in a couple of weeks he, he found an injury. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big advocate for Moylan, but I'd drop him just like for, for, for Trindle. Lane Miller, oh. to the right, inside. Righto, let's get into pot of the week. Uh, now, Tubes, I'm going to go to you first. Dan's had to leave the pot. He's, uh, he's had to go and tend to some some patients, the good worker that he is. Uh, Tubes, who's your pot of the week? Uh, my pot of the week is Ben Hunt. Um, I just think big big game on the weekend against um, – oh, who'd they play? I'm having a mental fight. <laughs> <laughs> against the Titans. Um, he looked unbelievable, got him across the line. And uh, he scored 85. And I just think the half options are we've been talking about on this pod. Obviously, Trendle's an option, but he, they're looking a little bit dearth this year with Cleary not going too well and, and Hines out. So I think he could be a sneaky pod option for, for those looking for a, for, a, for a half. Jared, you got some big shoes to fill, but uh, given it's your pod pod debut, we, we have to ask you for your pod of the week this week. Yep, I am going to go with Jerome Hughes, um, quite pricey, um, been playing well and the game against the Bulldogs, even though the Bulldogs played really well um, and they didn't score a lot of points, he still caught, scored a 90 um, and believe it or not, he hasn't actually got a try assist or a try contribution yet um, and, he's, wow. yeah, and he is still averaging 66, which isn't great. But with the Titans, oh, two games, two games. Yeah, yep. And uh, yeah, they he does have a try though. They haven't looked great. He does have a try. Yeah, yep. no, don't rain on. <laughs> He's a guest. Don't rain on his parade. <laughs> Look, I'm just informing the listeners out there, the yeah. ones that don't do their research. <laughs> um, and he has he has the Titans and the Tigers coming up. Um, yeah, good which draw. are quite juicy. Um, and yeah, pretty good draw. No buy until yep. round nine. Uh, yeah. I think you could do worse if you have the money there. Yep, I like it. Dan brought him in last week, and I know he's a happy owner. Uh, my part of the week is, uh, I mentioned him earlier, is Reese Robson. So he's 8% owned. Uh, he's not really on anyone's radar this week. Uh, I really like what I've seen from him so far, 80 minutes. Jake Granville playing that utility role through the middle and a little bit of center the other night with um, when Drinky went to the bin. Um, look, I... I'm going to consider him very strongly this week. I think that he could potentially um, get up there and get somewhere close to Harry Grant over the next little while at a bit of a discount. 
if it makes sense for your team from a cost perspective, I really like him as a sneaky pod hooking option. All right, now it's time for Tubes' mailbag, sponsored by the Mailbag Bloodstock. Get in touch with the boys for all your horse racing and ownership needs. Uh, now, Tubes, we put it out there, question, put in your questions and go into the draw. Uh, we had a couple of good ones last week. Uh, now, I'm going to throw to you. Uh, what, what, where were, what were the questions you've selected from uh, the, the hundreds and thousands that have come in? Yeah, I think um, uh, just quickly, the mailbag blog stock, they've uh, they got Keats running in the All-Star Mile this weekend. Yeah. So they've drawn barrier four, which um, – uh, hopefully it goes goes well for them. Um, $25,000 $25, purchase online they got Keats for. Incredible story. Um, but yeah. I think that that's testament to the shrewdness of those boys uh, and the work they put in. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's incredible, incredible effort. What a $5 million prize on the weekend or something like that if it wins, which is just Give well, it strength. unbelievable. Um, so uh, two, two questions this week. Uh, one's coming from a uh, friend of the show, uh, I think he might even be in a Malbad bloodstock horse himself, from from what I've seen, because he's a bit of a he's a bit of a well known character on Twitter. It's coming from Crookie, um, and his question is: What is the optimal play this week uh, regarding boosts uh, so, and fixing fires for the next two weeks, especially with the Panthers and the Chooks buy coming up, Matt? What are your sort of what are your thoughts on using boosts and fixing fires over the next two weeks and and how that affects with the buy plan? So Crookie Crookie's fairly new to Supercoach. He's in one of our WhatsApp groups, um, but his 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 love for the game is is strong. Um, he's a passionate he's a passionate guy. Now I would have thought that Crookie would have done a lot of planning for these round threes and fours um, with the Panthers and Roosters buys. Um, so I reckon he's pretty well placed. But in saying that, I think um, I'm a big advocate for using your boosts early in the season to get your team set up. Um, I think you can save trades along the way, but I've got no problem max trading, particularly round three and round four, to get my team set up, maximize cash generation, and fix up the kind of errors, or not even errors, but just things that didn't work out from your original team structure. So, for instance, I'll be I'll be looking to trade out a few of my chooks, and that was always my plan. Um particularly Dan Tupu if he didn't work out, and he hasn't, unfortunately. Gluhan Suwali's cost him a little bit there, and he just hasn't really looked himself. The base has been okay, but, you know, they've had tight games, and I was hoping they would thrash the Dolphins and the and the Warriors. So, look, I'll be getting rid of him and the Cheese uh, without question. And then, you know, I think you can carry um, Teddy through the bye if you have to. You can also flip him. Um, I would prioritise fixing fires with cash generators, um, Karaz, Hammer. Um, there's so many of these guys, Trindle, who we just spoke about at length, who are going to make a lot of money and who can fix up your team and they can provide bridges to keepers down the track. You can, you know, if you want to get Harry Grant with those moves, you can. You can kind of do whatever you want. Like you can move Cleary on with the Penrith buy this week, get him back. The only thing I'd say about Cleary is because he's so far and away the best option at the moment with Hines out and who knows how Hines is going to come back for this injury. I just tread, tread with a little bit of caution because I think Cleary's pedigree is just so strong that you know it's a matter of a time before that 120, 130 score is coming out. So, um, 
it's more of a bit of a diatribe there for for your crookie, but um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm I'm a big advocate for using trades uh, for using boosts in the first couple of weeks and fixing up your team where you can. Yeah, I think I agree. Use boosts over the next few weeks. Fix your fires, and even if you can't, even if you fixed all your fires, I I still can't get my head around, and I think. There's no perfect formula around what gun flipping around buyers is going to look like this this year. But I think if you've fixed your fires, there's still potentially something in. I know I mentioned before about not trading Teddy, but if you were thinking about trading Teddy, um, bringing him back in a few weeks' time and using up a couple of trades, I don't think is the absolute worst. I don't think anyone knows exactly how it's going to play out this year with the with the buy rounds and if someone's using that strategy, high risk, but obviously could be very high reward um, for those looking to do it as well. Jared, that probably brings me uh, to a question here and and uh, it's a pretty tough, it's a pretty tough one. It's coming from um, uh, Ryan from Cronulla. Um, uh, he's, he's, he's asking a question and we had this question from a number of people, but this one's been, pick from Ryan from Cronulla of how much, how do you value a trade or how much is a trade actually worth if you are, if you are looking at making one from a, from a cash um, generation point of view? Welcome to the pod, Jared. This is a real curly one to throw you. I'm, uh, I'm happy to support yeah, what you need. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, I think over the last few years, I think, the consensus was kind of a hundred grand was was kind of worth one trade um, with the salary cap going up now. I suppose you have to put that up a bit. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That one, was that was that was what that was what I always thought I as well. Um, and I spoke to Dan a bit about this before the pod, and it used to be it used to be back a few years ago. It was like eighty k as well. So hundred hundred makes sense. Um, yep. Salary cap's gone up some more. Um, I think the best way to think about it is a bit of like the scenarios for why you're trading. So um, if you're trading in for a cash grab, I think that the minimum you should be expecting to make on that player. So let's let's think about guys like maybe Wade Egan or Braden Trindle or uh, Hammer. Hammer's probably the best one this week. I think that you need to be expecting that player to make at least 200K if that's the purpose of your trade. Now, the other consideration that needs to come into it is who you're trading out. So if you're trading Tedesco out, he's in to lose 50000 this week. So you have to factor that in as part of like the upside of your trade. So if you're bringing in, say, um, now fullback's not a good position for it because you're generally not bringing in cash generators to fullback, but just say you're bringing in Reese Walsh and expecting him to make two hundred k, then the value of that trade is actually 250 k, and that's fine. Like I, I think you know, you you kind of you know thinking about you know you just got you just got to put into context about who you're trading out as well and, and add that to the to the value. Um, if you're trading in a player who you want to play in your 17 and to make cash, um, then that's probably a bit lower because you, you're actually going to get value from points, not not money as well. And so I think you're probably looking at a bit lower sort of premium, maybe around 125k to 150k that you kind of want to make on those guys. So. Um, yeah, I mean, factors that, you know, me, that I look at and, and, and I know Dan does as well. Um, you know, like, what are you, like, what are you going to lose? Like I mentioned on the player that you're trading out, 
Um, are you weakening your side significantly? So are you weakening, weakening the 17 that you need to run out that comes into it? Um, what does it do for your team structure? So do you have too many cheapies? Do you have too many mid-rangers, not enough guns? That needs to be a consideration, which is very side-specific. So yeah, they're just some considerations that I like too. I don't think it's I don't think it's possible to put an exact value, but it's certainly that that ballpark I think of around 160k um, on average, I reckon is pretty close to the mark. Yeah, it's very team dependent, and also positions. Um, yeah, um, if you need to strengthen a certain position as well, then that can come into consideration as well. And trading someone out of a certain position can always weaken that one. So yeah. Yeah, that puts a. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. There's so many scenarios to go into. Like I'm bringing in Harry Grant this year, this week, and there's that I'm not doing that for any cash upside. That's a purely a points play um, of him strengthening up my 17. So there's there's a lot of different options, and I think this is this is a year where it's a bit more of an unknown with the buys and buy flipping and everything that goes around that. So good question though, Ryan from Cronulla. Uh, good to hear from you. Yep, they go into the draw. Well done, well done, gentlemen. Uh, that'll actually see us out tonight, boys. Um, really good show, bit of a long one, but this is quite an important week. So I'm glad we spent the time sort of um, dissecting each of the players. And uh, and yeah, and, uh, and Jared, absolute pleasure to have you on the pod and uh, best of luck for the rest of the season. Who knows, we might get you back on. Was, I oh, think you performed very well on Davis. I, I think my, I'm talking very quick, so that probably shows how nervous, nervous of that I am. So, <laughs> mate, you're, mate, you're, you're the country company. boy. <laughs> you're the country. You're the country boy. So it's still just it's just sort of like eighty percent of the way, eighty yeah. percent of, of the speed we talk. So you're, uh, awesome. you're still, Cheers, you're still fine, mate. Um, nah, mate, pleasure. Thank you. And tubes, always, a, always a pleasure. Love having you on. You beauty. You beauty. Thanks, guys. <laughs>